Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about putting in the work and not taking shortcuts. But before we jump into all that, I wanted to talk about the week so far. So I finally caught up on the last episode of Game of Thrones. I don't know how everybody else feels about it. I'm not going to give any spoilers, don't worry. So if you've not seen it, don't worry about it. Um, Although I know that by the time you hear this, it will have been a week and a bit or so ago, maybe two weeks ago, um, that that episode played. So I really loved the series. I thought it was fantastic. I'm going to have to find something new to fill my Monday evenings with now that that's gone off. What a phenomenal series. I thought it was a, a brilliant cinematic climax. I thought the, the budget must have been phenomenal for this season. I kind of think it met all expectations. I liked a lot of the um, episodes, even when um, the critics criticised a lot of the episodes. And indeed, I think there's a petition going around to get them to rewrite the entire last season. Um, the only kind of episode I was a little bit disappointed with was the final one. I thought the the uh, wrap-ups were a little bit of cop-outs. I think that was a little bit because, obviously, um, George R. R. Martin hasn't actually written the last books yet, so um, it was purely the TV writer's storyline. Um, I think they'd consulted um, George R. R. Martin on the storyline, but they'd uh, only got so far with that. So, uh, like I say, most of it was based on the the writer's vision of it rather than George R. R. Martin's. But yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal series. Um, the whole thing was uh, really good. Like I say, last episode, a wee bit disappointing. A little bit, not disappointing as much as anticlimactic. Um, there had been some phenomenal battle scenes and stuff uh, in the run-up to it, and that kind of all uh, kind of ebbed away in the last episode a little bit. But otherwise, it, pretty good. So like I say, going to have to find a new way to fill my uh, Monday evenings now. A couple of other things um, this week, um, I managed to, I think I've sprained my ankle, um, running probably did a little bit too much one day and I think it's a sprain, uh, hopefully that'll uh, get a bit better over the next couple of days so I'm just taking a few days off exercising because it's quite tender, uh, my ankle when I'm uh, walking on it so I think I've sprained it, like I said um, I did a bit of Google, Dr Google came into play because um, I'm one of those folks that uh, don't like to go to the doctors unless I'm dying which I know is bad, but um, I'm pretty sure it's a spray, just a sprain. So leave it a few days. Hopefully that'll uh, sort itself out. If not, I'll, uh, if it's not towards the end of the week, I'll probably head into the doctors. But fingers crossed that sorts itself out. I started listening. So I've mentioned Audible a couple of times on the podcast. I use Audible to sometimes to listen to um, audiobooks, which is usually pretty good. I tend to um, listen to kind of non non-fiction books on there normally uh so th- um things like um i listened to um jocko willink's leadership book on there that was quite good i listened to um kevin hart's autobiography that that was really good as well um so i've i've listened to a whole host of things on there those are just a couple of the recent ones i've i've listened to but this week i started listening to um uh, a fiction book on there um which i've not done before and it took me a little while to get into it. It was a book I'd actually read before. I've actually read before in hard copy, and it was the first book in a series. And I'm, I, I really enjoyed the series. I've read, I think there are four books in the series, and I've read the first three. So I, I was 
I saw that um, this was on there, so I thought, oh, I'll see how I get on with fiction books. And I must admit, it took me a little while to get into it, um, getting used to it. Um, with the um, non-fiction books, I really like listening to the books that are actually read by the authors. And that's why I particularly enjoyed um, Kevin Hart's one that's read by him, of course. And uh, also that Jocko Willink one I mentioned, that was actually read by Jocko as well and, his, um, and some of his business partners. So I find that the author kind of, when they're reading it, puts more emphasis in it than somebody else, you know, a spoken word reader or whatever, whoever else does it. Um, so I usually find it slightly better. But this one was re- read by um, somebody who wasn't the author. And um, it, like I say, it did take me a little while to get into it, but I got there, um, after, you know, after half an hour or so, got got into it and started reading it, uh, listening to it even. Um, so I've been listening to that whilst I'm out walking the dog and things like that. It's just kind of increase the amount of fiction that I read as well because I do read a lot anyway um, and I do read both fiction and non-fiction but um, I wanted to do a little bit of non-fiction stuff as well um, because sometimes uh, my mind's just getting a little bit overwhelmed with um, all the non-fiction stuff that I'm reading so I just want to kind of switch off and disconnect a little bit so I thought oh that would be good and actually it worked really well so um, I'm going to keep going with that I've read I've probably listened so far this week um, I only listened three or four days so I've probably listened to about two and a half hours something like that worth just from while I've um, been walking a dog or in the car because you connect it to the car and that works fine so yeah it's a a really good um, resource audible for listening to any kind of books like I say you can listen to both fiction and non-fiction there's thousands and thousands of different books so give it a try if, if you've not tried it before. It's a great resource. It's a great way of kind of getting your learning in um, whilst on the move and doing other things. You know, you can listen whilst, like I do, like while you're out walking the dog. If you're taking the kids to school, listen to it. If you're driving on long journeys, pop an audio book on. Cooking dinner, you can listen to it in the kitchen. Whatever you're doing, um, you can kind of just kind of multitask and either learn or wind down at the same time. So it's quite good. So give it a try. I think um, you can get a free month's trial where you get one free um, audiobook download, which I think you can keep forever. Um, so go on and give it a, give it a try. If, if you're not sure where to find it, just go onto the Facebook page and I'll put a link up for you guys to head over and try it. Just try out that free trial. If you don't like it, you can cancel it any time during the free trial. So um, that, that'll work out quite nicely. So just give it a go. All right, so on to the main topics for um, today. So I wanted to talk about not asking for things and putting in the work so kind of not taking the shortcut so I noticed a lot of times that uh, and a lot of people talk to me about this um, you know family members and stuff um, one of the big things that people complain about in their in their day jobs is that they put in any effort and you know other people seem to take the credit and other people um, seem to be overtaking them even though they're doing more I think it's a common thing I think we all all feel like that sometimes that, that we're putting in all the effort and somebody else is taking the credit for it but it's worth remembering that those those folks who are taking shortcuts are going to fall down at some point in the future because they're going to fall short they're not going to have put in hard work they're not going to have learned from the mistakes that they've made if they've progressed through and like like I say they're really going to fall short um, in the long run there's no shortcuts to success you have to really work hard at it put in the effort and keep going because there's there's just no substitute for that I was listening to um, another podcast that I like listening to and they mentioned this as well and they actually gave a kind of they were talking about an example of this and the um, example they gave was about lifting weights in the gym so taking shortcuts is like um, 
rocking up in the gym, putting all the weights on a bar, lying down on the bench and trying to do doing a lift with with the weights. Um, me not being able to do it, so me shouting the strongest guy in the gym over, asking him to come and spot me, and because he feels kind of sorry for me or feels like it would be um, a good way to support me, he kind of lifts the weights for me or help you know helps me lift the weights. But obviously, you're not getting the benefit of actually lifting the weights because he's doing all the hard work. Somebody's doing it for you. You're not actually lifting the weights. So you're not actually gaining anything. You'd be better off starting with the lower weights um, that you can manage, putting in the effort and the reps with those and slowly working your way up instead of just jumping in at the deep end, whacking all the weights on there and calling somebody else over to help you. Because once they've gone, once they've left the gym, you know, and you're stuck with all those weights on the bar, you just can't lift it and you won't be able to do it. And I thought that was quite a nice non-business example of that. And I think that happens a lot in life. You know, people kind of are keen to take shortcuts and they want to kind of piggyback off other people's success. And that's not to say that's not a bad idea because sometimes that can work to help you grow your business, but it's kind of got to be mutual. They've got to help you and you've got to help them rather than purely piggybacking off other people's success because as soon as they move on or disappear or change lanes, you're going to be left there struggling um, because you haven't got that foundation that you've built up from scratch. The other thing about that is, you know, as you're following your process and you're keeping going, um, there are going to be things that happen to you that you didn't realise could happen or you couldn't even think about that would happen to you. So for example, um, I know many of you kind of uh, listen to Eric Thomas um, as I do. So one of the things that's happened to him recently, so Eric Thomas, if you don't, for those of you who don't don't know, um, one of the world's best motivational speakers, um, if not the highest ranked uh, motivational speaker in the world. He's, he does, has a number of businesses now. So he started off with motivational speaking. He still does motivational speaking. He offers a number of different training programs now, including speaker training. He does business consulting, motivation coaching for um, sports teams, you know, particularly NFL, basketball, that kind of thing. He does a lot of work with sports teams. He does a lot of work with um, schools. He works with the school systems quite a lot across America and he works with detention facilities, you know, prisons, jails, that kind of thing goes into work um, with folks and helps them get motivated and um, helps them with any issues that they have and, and get their life back on track. So he kind of does all that different th- stuff. But it's, that's kind of his core business. Um, and out of that sprung a number of other businesses. So um, if you look at his business model, he's got things like um, he's got his own clothes, you know, a small clothing brand, which is kind of some of his um, phrases that he uses regularly on shirts and hats and things. He's got now got his own music label and he's got his own Actually, he's got a solar company as well, a solar power company as well, um, which is quite interesting. He he runs that with a a group of other folks, but um, he works on that as well. So he's actually got a number of different businesses. Now, what's just happened to him is, is phenomenal for a number of reasons. And let me tell you what that is. So a new pair of shoes, a new pair of Jordans has been released with some of his motivational quotes on them. Um, It's just been launched at a a basketball game, Major League Basketball um, game. Is it Major Leagues? Whatever the um, phrase for um, the basketball uh, leagues are in the States. So he went to a game and um, they launched these new Jordans. 
that uh, got his motivational quotes on it. And I think um, they're going to be quite popular. And he, I was listening to an interview with him about the, the release of the new Jordans. And he said, you know, he never would have guessed that that would have happened. He never kind of envisaged that. That wasn't what he had set out to do when he started motivational speaking um, all those years ago. Um, it just wasn't on his radar that he could even have a pair of Jordans with his own quotes on them and that people would be eager to buy those. So that came completely out of his out of the blue. But it was kind of a natural thing that came. It wasn't that he'd gone out looking for those opportunities. Those opportunities and that particular opportunity found him because of the other work he'd done. So because he'd put in the effort and not taken the shortcuts and, you know, he wasn't jumping out and and trying to do everything at once. He was focusing on his core business, the the, uh, motivational speaking stuff. And as he was doing that, people taking notice and and came to him with those opportunities. So if you keep going and you don't take those shortcuts and you kind of keep your brand and your uh, message and stay on point with what you're trying to do, don't waver from that. You're going to have success and you're going to have success to the level that you didn't even realize could happen because at the moment you're kind of focused on doing the process. Well, if you focus on that process for 10 years, you're only ever going to get better at it. But equally, that's going to lead to other opportunities. And those opportunities are ones that you will not be able to see yet. So there are some of the opportunities that he's thought about and um, set himself up for. So like his own clothing brand, his own T-shirts and his own hats and things that came out, fell out naturally from what he was doing. Because when he was doing the conferences, you know, people were asking for merchandise and things. So it was another logical step. Um, You know, some of the folks he worked with, you know, he works with um, Toby Nwigwi, who's on his his first artist on his music label. So he was working with him closely. And that kind of fell out naturally, another opportunity that fell out naturally. And as you move down the line, as those things grow, and as you become known for doing what you do, those other opportunities are going to come as well. And I think that's an important thing to remember, you know, whenever necessarily plan where we're going all the time, you know, uh, or rather we should, I should say, you should always have a plan for where you're going, but that plan may lead you somewhere else as beyond where you thought it was going to lead you. So I think that's, that's an important thing. The last thing I wanted to mention about that was that it's actually a kind of, um, it's very important to work out what kind of mindset you have. And you've got to focus on that growth mindset rather than focusing on a poverty mindset. Because if you've got that poverty mindset, you're kind of naturally leaning towards trying to take the shortcuts and saying, well, so-and-so can do it like this and -and so-and-so has done it like this, so I need to do it like that and kind of jumping to the end goal because you can't see this number of steps they've taken to get to where they are. You're just trying to shortcut all that and go to the end point, um, which is going to be unsustainable, like I said, because you don't have that foundational basic level of process and skills that you need to maintain that because quite often it's easy to get to a point, but actually keeping it is the challenge. So it can be easy to increase your income 10 20 percent um but then trying to keep it at that level um continually and driving that forward continually is more difficult than actually getting there in the first place so it's about like i say having that growth mindset and stop thinking about i need to take this shortcut and i can take this shortcut by um shaving time off you know another example of that you know from the business world so you know a lot of people talk about or oh, i see they're advertised on things like uh, 
Fiverr and um, pay people per hour, things like that. Um, you can actually buy followers on um, Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or any of those kind of platforms where you can pay somebody and, and they will find you however many followers that the job is for. So you might get 5,000 followers for $25 or whatever it is. But actually, that's not going to be any use to you. Again, that's a shortcut. So instead of building up your followers naturally, slowly, and but naturally, what you need to do is focus your content to those followers. You know, if you just get 5,000 random followers, your content's only going to be good for, you know, 10% of them or, or even less, um, if, especially if it's a niche topic that you're talking about or putting content out about, that content is not going to be focused towards them. So over time, those people are going to leave and actually it's going to be more damaging for your follower numbers to be going down rather than slowly coming up. So you may only start off with two or three followers, but if you can slowly ramp that up, you know, to 100, 250, 500, 1,000 and so on, take your time and ramp that up with targeted, decent content to your audience, that's going to serve you better in the long run because not only are those fans or followers going to stick around longer um, because you're providing them with valuable content, they're going to be more loyal to you. They're going to stick around. They're going to buy more products from you when you um, go with products because you've put out that content and you've already provided value. So people are more likely to buy or invest in people that have already provided them value. Whereas if you've got 5,000 random followers following you, you've provided them no value whatsoever so far. So if you put an offer out to them, why would they follow that? They don't know you. They don't know your brand. They don't know what you're about. They don't know what you stand for. There's no trust there. So that's just an example of a kind of a shortcut that's not going to serve you well. So you may be looking on Facebook or, or Instagram or whatever and see somebody else doing the same thing as you in the same kind of business niche as you doing the kind of where you want to be kind of thing. And they may have 25,000 followers or whatever, and you're starting out with two or three, you know, it can be a, an easy thing to think actually to kickstart this. Let's go and spend 25, $50 pounds, whatever it is to go on Fiverr and get somebody to get me those followers. But like I say, that's just not going to serve you in the long run. It's going to be a waste of the initial money. Yeah, it may look good for a few weeks while you've got those followers, but that's going to slowly drop off and you're not going to get any benefit from it. And those followers aren't going to get any benefit from it either. So, um, you know, whatever kind of relationship you're in, it needs to be win-win for people. So people need to be getting good value from you for them to follow you in return. So um, think about that and have try and, like I say, stick with that growth mindset and say, right, how can I grow this naturally and sustainably instead of taking those shortcuts and having that kind of poverty mindset in terms of taking shortcuts? And um, in this case, you know, I was talking to um, somebody about this recently and um, they were kind of a bit offended by the phrase poverty mindset. And I, and I think you just got to pull, disconnect that from the monetary side of things, you know. In this particular scenario, I'm not talking about your wealth. You know, you can be broke, but have a growth mindset, which is better than being broke and having a poverty mindset, um, you know. And so you've got to have that growth mindset and keep in that space and disconnect that from the your financial situation. And um, yeah, just try and keep in that, keep your mindset in that growth area instead of that poverty, you know, taking shortcuts and, and defending kind of what you have, because you know, another thing about that is if you're just standing still, you're naturally going to start going backwards. You know, 
it's one of those old things. I mean, you know, in business, one of the key phrases about five years ago was best practice, best practice, best practice. It's, it, you know, it still is to a certain extent is always implement best practice. Well, if you're implementing best practice, you're only ever going to be average because everybody tries to implement best practice, right? So that's going to, that's the average level. So if you're not doing that, you're automatically sliding backwards and down the food chain slightly because all your competitors are trying to implement best practice. And the next level on on that then is kind of the innovative side, um, doing innovation, you're doing trying new things, um, tweaking processes, all that good stuff to take you to that next level. So there's kind of those three different levels. There's doing nothing, which is really going backwards. There's that innovation and tweaking things, which is slowly improving things. And then there's that last level of, you know, really driving that growth mindset. And again, like I said, that can be completely disconnected from the monetary value of anything or the financial side of anything. It's all about mindset. So that's all I wanted to speak about today. Hopefully that's been helpful. Just in summary, you know, we've talked about uh, a number of things there, you know, putting in the hard work is, is there's no substitute for that. Um, don't try and take shortcuts and um, by just following your processes and believing your process, you know, you're going to be provided with opportunities in the future that you can't even think about now, um, which is going to be phenomenal. And just keep that growth mindset. That's so important and, and stay out of the poverty mindset. So like I say, hopefully that's helped. So that's it. Let's see you uh, next week. Hope you all have a good week. Um, Stop listening to me. Go out there and um, invest in your growth mindset. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.